0: Is a very special episode for all of us the hosts and assume for you too our listeners this is the 250th episode of the software people stories about five years ago a desire to learn something new and leverage that learning to pay it forward to the community led to the launch of this podcast we started as software Lifecycle stories and based on the feedback that we got from many of you pivoted to software people stories bringing untold stories of people associated with the creation and consumption of software-based solutions thanks to all your encouragement and love we are now at episode 250. this episode is also a little different from the usual episodes in that uh, we have reversed the roles The very first guest on our show, Gopalan, placed the host and the three co-hosts of the show, me, Chitra and Gayatri, are the guests. So in a freewheeling conversation, Gopal had many questions about what happens behind the scenes and inside our minds in the context of being associated with the podcast. The topics covered include what the experience has been for the host to have a consistent and regular schedule and how the experience was in discovering new aspects of people that you've known for long, but through the podcast conversation. If the host had a structure in mind for the conversations and how such structures work when there are multiple guests. Listen on. Good morning,
2: Gopal. Happy to have you. Uh, given that you are the first host and we thought, you know, you are, it's appropriate for you to have be there in the 250th one. Thank you two for being
0: here. Yeah, I was your... going to say welcome Gopal, but actually, you know, you should be welcoming us Gopal because we are the guests. And like Ayitri said, you being the first guest who braved, you know, to take on that role. And then I still remember that we said that let us try how recording works. We were still trying to figure out Audacity and Zoom and upstairs, downstairs, network and all that. And then we said, okay, it sounds okay, let us just publish it. And that's how the whole thing kind of started. So from there we've come yeah up to 250 now. So we thought, you know, Gopal, now it's your chance and for us to kind of relax because being a host is definitely a lot of tension. And I don't know how you feel, and then take it away.
3: Yeah, firstly, you know, let me thank you because. It was supposed to be a technical test of recording, which ended up being the first episode. And that's how I ended up being the first host in this whole series. And, uh, you know, I had heard a few podcasts till then, but I had a different imagination of what a podcast should be. Or I had a very constrained view of it. And I think uh, listening to you on that day to say that, why don't you just do it? And then we did it. And uh, when you ask those questions also, I was dumb enough not to guess that you are trying to convert it later on. But anyway, that's all past. It's, uh, it's amazing. I know all three of you. And I have uh, followed most, if not all of the episodes that you guys published. It's always fascinating uh, how to talk less and get the other person to talk more. And that's something that I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I'll try my best to keep my mouth shut and ask you questions. So none of my questions are going to be anywhere near tough. But generally, how does it feel? Because anything that we do, to do something like 250 times over, I used to be amazed at just the consistency and perseverance that it is required to achieve something like that. So personally, how do you guys feel about this whole milestone that you have reached?
0: I think personally, it hasn't hit me yet, but I think the main reason that we were able to sustain this for so long is because of the co-hosts. At least pushing and pulling each other or each one chipping in, bringing in new ideas, a lot of experiments and so on. So it has been probably a new experience for every episode. And of course, with support from people like Malavika earlier and Anita now, in terms of some of the production part. And of course, Siddharth for the background music. Uh I don't know how uh, Chitra and Gayatri got conned into uh, joining, but I'll let them answer.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, I'll say I've been uh, the most prodded and least contributed to things. But I think uh, what pushed me towards it was to uh, overcome several things. I still remember that when... Uh, Shiv hosted me, we had to record and re-record, I don't know how many times. So uh, I just froze and I remember those moments and I don't know, I I think I managed to tell myself to cross some barrier and then um, it moved to a very different zone. And like you said, Kopal, for me, it's more Mm -hmm. about probably one of the few times when I shut up and uh, have others talk. So that, uh, and I think like, uh, you know, that that little feeling of, uh, I'll call it FOMO, because I've seen uh, Gaitri and Shiv aggressively pursuing people recording, and uh, although the last six months have been, you know, a little to no contribution from my side, it's still, um, I, I, I'll say I bask in that glory of the fact that. You know, there is consistency and people are putting in effort to keep this going. So that's my piece about it. Uh, for me, I joined, I think, after the first
2: year, uh maybe middle of the year, I think uh, in one of our meetups in PM Power. Um, the Shiv and Chitra said, Why don't you join us? We will do something around product management. So that was a uh, view. Then I mean, um, being uh Using some of these tools and everything which was new for me, it was a completely I was swimming in the dark side or a deep side. I found it very hard to learn, but the best part is I started, um, I mean, having uh initial guests were all PM powerians or people whom I know. So once I started doing that, it was a lot more easier. I felt I was just sitting and talking to another friend, and um, it so happened that several of my uh the guests who have come over have been long last friends and since the podcast i've reconnected with them and stayed in touch i mean that's been fabulous people whom i have spoken less over the years or lost touch i think i've been in touch. i think that's one thing now this, i think like what should is saying it's not hit me that you know i've been part of this for 250 250 is really if you think about it it's like a uh, Fifty, uh, five years, right? Uh, almost uh, an episode in a week. So I find it uh, surreal, and it's because of the co-hosts, definitely. And also, I want to mention that PM Power has been a constant, um, you know, pillar in terms of sponsoring, in terms of tools, everything, everything we've required. Um, and, you know, it's always been a sponsor, and we have never had a problem in doing that. factors one I felt makes it going
3: for us that's good actually that's one thing that crossed my mind you know when i uh, when i uh, i've known many people you know i've known shiv for so so many years uh, i used to think that i know everything about shiv but each time you find something new about a person so even though these guests that uh, you have had in these shows you might have known them i'm sure there were moments. In fact, when I listened to some of the podcasts that you guys have recorded of people that I knew even before you guys interviewed them, I found some new um, facets to their personality that I had actually missed, uh, though I had known them for many years. So how was that as an experience? How did you guys, you know, did you guys have such uh, experiences and what, 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 how did it feel? I mean, how do you control yourself when you find that during the interview?
0: Yeah, it's actually very, uh, if you take my honest thing, if you remember the first episode and the first few episodes, we published as software lifecycle stories. Because we said that, no, why don't we share whatever tips you know, that uh, others can use? But then the feedback that we started getting was that, hey, the, the stories are interesting. The tips or any technical things, we can always Google this enough and more. Like, what we want are these. So that was one very, uh, I'd say pointed input that said that let us be curious about the person, you know, what has been the individual's journey and so on. And uh, earlier, some of the initial episodes, you will see that I uh, used to be very tense, noting down everything that they are saying or you know, just preparing my next question and all that. Then, After this, I said, let me also enjoy the conversation. It is okay. We can always do the recording and editing and other things later. But then it became more like Gayatri said, uh, a chat with a friend. Uh, So even if it is not a known person, sometimes uh, it is either introduced by somebody else or the first couple of minutes, we would probably talk about it. I remember uh, one of the guests, uh, when you said that you you have difficulty in uh, stopping to talk, uh, this person said that, no, I can't talk. Then we spent more than 45 minutes on a warm-up call or on a separate phone call earlier as to why this is not so intimidating or why he can talk, okay. And actually that became almost a two episode length uh, conversation. So these were all things that definitely you discover a lot of things, except one thing I should also add. Um, There's this uh, girl Anjali, the youngest guest that we had so far. I mean, I didn't know what to ask after some time because everything she had an answer and was so kind of, it looked like, it was a thought through answer, but of course she was responding. (laughs) I didn't know how to continue the conversation. But other than that, yeah, I think, yeah, like we have a chat, like now it just goes.
1: Yeah, I had uh, the experience where at least 75 or 80% of the people I've spoken to have said, you know what I have said things on this podcast that I have never even said to myself and at that point in time I don't know whether to feel thrilled or oh my god did we just reveal some deep dark secrets (laughs) so uh, but I think it's all in now it's ended up very well because uh, I think this medium and and I haven't found any articles published in it. Maybe uh, one of us will just write a blog. Is right. Like, what What's it in the power of a podcast that allow that allows people to just speak freely? Um, it's It's a question I've held for uh, quite a few years now with podcasts. Um, and uh, uh, yes, Kopal, your observation is absolutely bang on. It's uh, It's like peeling the layers of slowly gently and like what Shiv said uh, in the initial phases my head would be filled with dread of not knowing what the next question should be Uh, and once that passed it became uh, just a friendly conversation and you realize at least I've realized as a host that you just need a gentle nudge and the person can go on and on and on Uh, it doesn't need much at all and if especially if it's a topic that they're passionate about or uh, even something that can just keep a conversation going, you know, uh, I think that for me is uh, is beautiful, what transpires in that whole one hour or whatever it is. So very recently, uh, thanks to the experience of the Software People Stories, um, I was able to help start another uh, podcast uh, show for the organization that I'm associated with. And uh, I landed up having four uh, students as guests. And Shiv, like you said, uh, they were all excited. Uh, They were all very nervous. But once they started, I didn't have anything to do there. I think they just went on and on and on. And uh, the variety of topics that these kids brought to the table, I think I just kept everything as is in the episode. And they were so excited to listen to themselves. Uh, I think uh, maybe we should get to writing that blog about what is it about this medium that allows people to just open up.
2: I agree, Sushitra. I think somehow it feels like a safe space. In fact, uh, many of the guests who have who have used this, their pod, this podcast, as an introduction of themselves in their resume, in their uh, LinkedIn profile. They've I mean they've been made it very clear and sometimes personal uh, when I've interviewed my cousins, whom I, I know for years, I didn't know many of their struggles they have gone through. Sometimes it's uh it's very excellent to hear that. And in fact, when we I published this to my other cousins, they said, Oh, I have more respect for this person. See just that innate view in terms of, you know, being able to share some of the vulnerable moments. I think we we sometimes feel that, you know, you should wear that um, full guard and, and be the best version of it, but it's okay to just share those great stories and uh, great moments of lack of clarity, if you will. That's what help, makes me also keep asking those questions. Of, um, we also did this non-video audio, And uh, having those video on, even though we don't publish the video, I found uh, more people open up it feels like um, talking to each other. right? Because earlier we used to have actually talking in front of others, but now with all uh, COVID and everything, we have everything online. So that I find having video and just speaking to the uh, phone, I think that has helped in my view in terms of keeping this conversation light and moving.
3: Actually, that is complete news to me because I actually had a different uh, take on this whole thing. I thought people are very comfortable in podcasts because they are not conscious about having a camera focusing at them. And they are just talking and so they are very comfortable and that's how they really opened up. But uh, you're saying that the visual contact actually helped them relax. Um, That's really, uh, I mean, real learning for me. I didn't know that actually.
1: My experience has been a mixed bag. Some, uh, in fact, most of the guests that I have spoken with uh, felt comfortable with the anonymity. That's no camera. Uh, But the ones that felt, uh, I I can also um, sort of connect with what Gayatri said, because there were some people that felt like they had to uh, we had to see each other to get that uh, feel like they're in the conversation. So it's it's gone both ways, but the majority has said, "Okay, now that we said hello and I've seen your face, can I turn off my camera?" <laughs> yeah, so
0: yeah, it's a mix. Some of them say that yeah, I I want that acknowledgement of a smile or a nod or something else, even if you're not, even if you're unmute. Yeah,
3: that's true. Then the other thing that I'm always uh, like when I listen to you guys, it appears as though it is just a general conversation and you get on and you talk and things like that. But I've always found there was a thread, and it ultimately brings out certain messages almost in all the episodes. So did you work with some structure but kept it loose or how, how was your approach to having these interviews?
0: See, it also kind of evolved. But broadly, the structure is, uh, you can say, in uh, three parts. The first is a self-introduction, like Ghatri said, letting them reminisce or reflect on whatever they did and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, that not only helped us understand where the person is coming from or what is probably top of their minds at that point of time, because all of them have had fairly... um, I would say, uh, interesting careers. And then, like our introduction says, this is stories of what worked and sometimes what did not work. So it is not only about all the good things that they've seen, but also some of the struggles that they had or the challenges that they faced and so on. So the second portion is all based on what we pick up as signals or maybe more triggered by at least my curiosity to understand. And sometimes, I remember at least with three, four guests, when I try to paraphrase or say something, sometimes I tend to abstract and then try to give it a kind of a structure. I said, I never thought about it that way. Uh, And then that kind of leads to that. And towards the end, yes, I tend to ask uh, career tips for two segments of uh, you know, people. One is about people who are entering IT or considering entering IT, and the second that we also work a lot with in our you know, consulting and coaching engagements. That is the mid-career people who are at the crossroads, or at least uh, a dilemma of whether I should continue being technical, should I be a manager, should I become an entrepreneur, should I you know, maybe leave IT completely, etc. So what I've heard from some of the listeners is that uh, some of those are, they find it very relatable and saying, I was also having a similar kind of a doubt, or I'm also going through a similar thing. Oh, it is now good to know that uh, there is probably still uh, some career ahead of me and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, For me,
2: uh, when I started, right, uh, already Chitra and Shivji were already doing this. So I sort of listened to quite a few of them. And uh, for me, I. I have kept it only two parts. One is the introduction part of it. And uh, they, and ask them questions around why they took such decisions in that. The last part is I normally ask them to do a time turner. And say, okay, 10 years from now, how do you think software people will look like? And some of the messages that you want to give to your you know, people. So I think this is the two parts that I normally keep. But uh, the conversations typically is that uh, when, when you ask about their career, most of them start giving their advice and start thinking and reflecting. And one of them actually said that it almost feels like a speed autobiography of their career life. Uh, I, I've never thought of it like that. Once they said that, I heard the first time, I think, uh, a year and a half back. And actually, several of them have repeated in different terms. that it's lo- almost like I'm writing my own uh, autobiography without spending a lot of time.
3: So I thought that
1: was very powerful. Right. Yeah, most of the people I've spoken with have said that they've actually never sat down and had a conversation about their career with anybody for that matter. So this was a nice, uh, either a walk down memory lane or, uh, you know, recollecting certain uh, moments in their lives that were either transformational or, Points where they learn something. So I think uh, uh, having that loose uh, structure uh, sort of helps people let their guard down because a lot of people, when you approach them, they say, What are you going to ask? You know, I'm so, uh, you know, there are things that I can't say. You know that, right? I said, No, you don't have to say things you can't say or you're not supposed to say. And so, uh, so, you know, even I see that the most effort. I've had to put in is to actually get people to say yes to that one hour time slot. Uh, and then what follows there is very easy. And they themselves, uh, somewhere, uh, I think one or two people has said, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the conversation, oh, this is actually quite nice. I didn't think <laughs> I was very tense, but now I'm relaxed, <laughs> kind yeah. of the thing. So, but but that loose structure of, you know, introducing and then. Uh, taking us through their career journey kind of uh, helps people really relax. So...
3: Uh, That that format, I guess, has worked for you guys and it's come out very well in all of them. And you have also had a variety, a big range in the kind of people that I know you have had as guests. But how is it... So you have this one-person guest which I am now kind of more or less understand. But you also did in which you had multiple guests. I mean, this is... uh, in your case it's all there is a certain symmetry to the way you people talk my familiarity and all that but when you have three four people like for i think women's day one episode you did like that then even one in which i was there with two other uh guests uh, uh, and there have been some in which you have had multiple guests now is that very different or how did How do you compare that with, you know, because I find that also pretty interesting because that also like it brings more variety in the sharing. So what what triggered that format and how did you even break away from having one guest to multiple in the same episode and how did you guys approach that?
0: Probably a, (laughs) a simple answer or a lighter answer is that we also might get bored doing the same thing again and again. So you want to keep experimenting with new formats and new things. So you see, we've had uh, probably very few still monologues. In the first couple of episodes, I just recorded something, but then you can't go on and on for a long time. Uh, Then we've had uh, individuals mostly. And then when we were looking at teams, particularly March focused on only women, uh, even though uh, women are interviewed even throughout the year. But March, we said, is exclusively for that. Then there are multiple people. So we used to have uh, individuals, again, women for the first couple of years or for three years almost. And then one year we said, uh, I mean, if we are talking about women's issues, unless the spouse is also there, you know, why don't we get them also? So that means that at least there are two persons and then uh, probably that kind of a group is a little more difficult because there are other dynamics also, right? Once you have a couple there if you are getting guests like our i think 50th or 100th episode uh, where we had a past a uh, you know, guest coming in or uh, we had once uh, at a uh, global for um, as a panel discussion and so on uh, so there um not much of curation as such but at least having some broad idea in terms of what is the minimum that you want to cover and then how do you, you know, squeeze it in that time uh, but the time earlier, we used to, again, have roughly about 20, 20 to 30 minutes. But then we said, no, let us not be constrained. We used to publish long episodes. There were some that went to, to almost an hour. And then we tried the publishing it in two parts, one week after the other. And uh, now recently, we started publishing both the parts in a week, one on Friday and the following second part on Tuesday and so on. So it has been an experimentation for us also. And at least for me, um, No, I try to connect something common as a thread when there are multiple guests. Yes, it is good that they bring different perspectives, uh, probably more for me to understand or um, connect what they are saying. And uh, that's what is the thought process that goes when I have multiple guests. In fact, uh, whenever I have multiple guests, I normally sort
2: of choreograph it. Um, like what Shivji is saying, how do you create a common path, and what is the commonality in their career? I look at look at their LinkedIn. Anyway, every for every person, we do that basic research of the their profile. Uh, but this is slightly additional uh, amount of work that I do personally because that way, a little bit of additional planning goes in. Uh, even there are additional uh, more than one. It's like a any other panel on this discussion, right? If you're getting into a panel discussion, there are different strengths that each of them are bringing, and we want to um, uh, shine the light on them. I think at the end of the day, um, the people part of it and the stories is what makes this podcast shine. So We want to ensure that that happens and not uh, one doesn't overpower the other. Those are the things that we have to just nuance that we have to put in place. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah, I think, uh... Pretty much, uh, Gayathri and Shiv have covered what it is. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I had done uh, hosted panel discussions earlier. So it felt a lot like that at various conferences and things. It's it's always good to have a bit of a connecting theme, uh, But I've also enjoyed the points where uh, some of the conversations were very spontaneous. I particularly remember the one, Gayathri, where we had... Uh, Jacinta and Sushma Joshi. Uh, and when you have people like that, who I personally know both of them, and they are very original in even their thoughts and what they say. So sometimes it's good to just let them go. And uh, something really interesting emerges. Uh, but at the same time, the uh, face of, when, you know, the, I had a couple that I was talking to. I actually edited some of the conversations out because <laughs> her <poor> husband <laughs> asked us, why she said, he said, did you really actually do that? And she's like, come on, don't tell me you never knew it. Something like that. But uh, I mean, all in good, uh, good sport. Uh, but that's, yeah. it, 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 I think adds a lot of variety and very, um, uh, It's just something different to do.
3: Except I think collecting a bunch of guests is a more difficult thing. Like you say, even to get somebody to say yes is a problem. Getting three, four people in a day. In fact, I had actually looked at it. Is it like a panel discussion? Because in panel discussion, sometimes I felt in the podcast, I didn't see that maybe because there was no... Visual element, but in panel discussions, I've noticed, you know, you got to really do a balancing act of making sure every panelist gets a certain slot. Here, it seemed more natural. I don't know whether there was any orchestration. In some cases, it looks like you did, but yeah, because some will be very quiet and just people a few words, and some people are like like me who can't stop talking. So <laughs> interesting. So um, let me uh, do that uh, part that Shiv Guru says that he employs, which is what went wrong and what went right. So do you guys have anything in those uh, to share, like some funny things that happened and what you had to do or something that completely surprised you? I'm sure there are many of them. So if you were to share one or two of them, it'll be nice. for everybody.
0: Gopal asked for some examples of things that went right, and some things that did not go as per plan. The answer to that question, and many more interesting questions, please don't miss the second part of this episode, airing next. Thank you.